0: Welcome to the Strange Films Podcast, a place for filmmakers, actors, and other creatives.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strange Films Podcast. I'm back with the also funky, fresh funk master V, Vinny Vineyard of Big and Funky Productions. How are you doing, my friend?
0: I'm sleepy as damn it, man. I uh, I got. Uh... I got, uh, hornswoggled a little bit. My wife came in last night and was like, oh, you should have seen the, the satellites up in the sky. They're, uh, Elon Musk Starlink. They're crazy looking. They're a big dashing line gimmick that goes across the sky and they're going to come back by at five twenty. And I was like, oh wow, I want to see that. And, uh, and then I stayed up all night and I went outside at five twenty and my neighbor scared the shit out of me. Cause he was putting, uh, trash on the street did not see them so now my day is shot i feel i'm getting too old to stay up till five in the morning i was watching an old brit eklund uh horror movie uh from the 70s <laughs> trying to stay awake and now i just feel like i'm never gonna wake up today uh, but other than that I'm, I'm good i'm great that's a tough bag man
1: you didn't even get to see the satellites what the hell <laughs> i know I know. Hey, well, here we are. Here you are. Uh, Thanks for being on the show today. We're going to talk all about your uh, your work. You're an actor. You're a filmmaker. You've got a bunch of stuff that you've made and that's coming out and uh, that you just shot. So let's get into it. Why don't you start off by just introducing yourself to my audience who may not be familiar with your work?
0: Well, first off, I want to say I love your logo. Did you draw that yourself? The Strange Films gimmick?
1: I appreciate it, man. No, I wish I did. I wish I was that talented. I, I, uh, Like we said, we fake it till you make it. But no, uh, my buddy Tim Spivera, based out in New Jersey, he made that logo for me. And uh, I've worked with him for a long time now, but uh, between different logos and our comic books and everything. He's a phenomenal artist and definitely drew inspiration from like the 70s, 80s and stuff like that.
0: Just a great, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's something about the winding road that makes, Mm -hmm. that draws you in to like, I want to see what this is about. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's great colors, great name of a, of a movie company. It's just cool. Appreciate uh, it. For us, the people that know uh, August, uh, we, me and you had a beef that wasn't based on reality for a long time, I think. <laughs> I, um, I met a guy, I swear to Christ, um, I met a guy named August Aguilar who wanted to be an actor who looked a lot like you. And Um, he was a waiter at my Cheddar's and you worked at Cheddar's. And every time I talked to you in person, he sounded like Ricardo Montalban. He was always like your cheese fries, (laughs) are here," you know? And I was like, cool. He wants to be an actor. You know, if we ever do like uh, some guy trying to steal old lady's money or something, this would be the dude. And then when I met you and thought you were him, basically every time you were talking to me, I was like. My brain was freaking fried trying to make this is this the same guy is this the, this this guy was like he was taller and he kind of had the i don't know and he, he didn't talk and so i think every time he talked to me i was just like <sighs> and i wasn't being aloof i was just my brain was just i'm getting old i can't think straight but um anyway as, That's as far as story,
1: though. i remember when you were telling me about that i was like where's this doppelganger man i need to meet this guy and be like what the hell happened
0: dude <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have a, if you ever, do you act yourself? No,
1: I've been dabbling with the idea. I've got it. I've had a few people approach me and ask me if I wanted to have a small part here and there. And I've just like, I've always been that guy behind the scenes, you know? So, uh,
0: yeah. Well, the reason that, that we, that I act is I'm cheap. I'm re I work real (laughs) cheap for myself. (laughs) I cut myself a hell of a deal. Um, but yeah, so, Uh, Big and Funky Productions started off uh, really as uh, I'm a professional wrestler too. I also have a match tomorrow, which I'm not looking forward to uh, because I'm too old to do this crap. But uh, me and my tag team partner, Big Luke Walker, he's a seven-foot-tall giant, looks like a Sasquatch guy himself. Uh, We were the tag team Big and Funky, and uh, along the way we got blessed to do uh, a wrestling television show for Fox. And it was a flying horse shit debacle from hell. However, we got a lot of experience in dealing with dumb wrestlers, dumb promoters, networks, ha- cameras, sound. And at the end of the day, we made stuff that I thought was pretty entertaining. I don't know <laughs> if anybody else did. but uh, And that, that kind of got us to where we started doing comedies and then, um, uh, comedy shorts and stuff like that. And then we started doing a wrestling paranormal show and we got a lot of attention for that. And uh, I'm sure, you know, we've been almost famous 15 times where we started signing all the contracts for networks and we had a show for Netflix that we got booted from last minute. And so we've almost been famous a bunch. And we just said, you know what? TV is dying. And, uh, we need to get out of television because the last project we were involved in they basically came it was a paranormal cop show and they said we're because we're dealing with real life events we're going to keep everybody's money and we're going to pay everybody 50 percent of what we were going to pay you um and this was like i can't remember this was a and e or uh uh, one of those, Netflix or something. I can't remember. So we were going to get half of scale because they were wanting to store all the money for for uh, legal fees Wow. If, if they got sued. And we were like, go jump off of a flipping bridge. So around 2020, that happened last year when they finally put the kibosh on that. But uh, around 2020, uh, when COVID came out, Luke was like, we should start making movies. And I didn't want to do that because I was the editor. And I know, and and, and since 2020, all I've done is edited. I have no friends. I've barely eaten. I barely bathe. Uh, I have not made love. And, and since the COVID outbreak, so I mean, I'm just in this room all day editing and bitching at people for not promoting our products. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, So we made a movie. We made a movie uh, based on one of our paranormal investigations. It's based on the legend of Spearfinger, uh, which is a Cherokee um, legend. And we had uh, the girlfriend in the movie uh, is a native, half native, half black, half white. I don't know how that works. It's a Yogi math. But uh, we uh, came up with the hike and it did good things for us. And we had a couple people that have been watching what me and Luke have been doing. And they were like, let me give you some pointers and uh, got us pointed in the right direction. And and, uh, ever since, man, we've been off to the races doing this stuff.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I I saw the hike was getting a lot of attention and, you know, then I started seeing the other productions kind of come down the pipeline. And it seems to me that you kind of are making like your own little, I don't know if it's, I don't know if you want to call it a shared universe of kind of films, but you're kind of have like this whole, like, isn't it, isn't it intended to be like a five part kind of, series of this of a a certain theme or something
0: yeah it's uh we call them the smoky mountain chronicles and so me and luke luke is um from chicago i'm from baltimore we choose to live down south because we think it's a beautiful place i know you're a yankee yourself oh yeah so uh i shouldn't probably outage in front of all the southerners (laughs) like that but uh i'm exposed (laughs) is that why he speaks like that yeah um uh, but he, uh, but we just decided that this area doesn't get a lot of attention, like Baltimore, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Texas. I mean, there's just trope after trope and, and story after story after these places. And we were like, you know, this place has some really cool legends and lore. So, yeah, it's a six-part series. We're actually, I'll let your viewers know, we're actually going to make a seventh secret movie That we're going to do real quick because we got a real hot idea and we've got access to a location we're not telling anybody what it is until uh we start production and it's going to be kind of like a little quick turnaround a quick hitter um but that's gonna and we focus on feature films because um luke and i are dumb i've never understood like um I know, I know why now, but when we got into it, we've learned a lot, but when people do short films, we're like, why would you do a short film? And uh, I know the reasons now, but in the beginning, we were just like, let's just do a movie. If we're going to spend all that time doing a short movie of 30 or 40 minutes, just add 40 or so minutes to it and just make a damn movie. And so uh, I know why now, why people do it, and, I, and I'm not as obtuse to that idea. But, uh, you know, so we just started cranking out feature films because uh, we wanted to have those kind of in our uh, basket, if you will, mm-hmm. of products for people to chew on. So, yeah, we did The, the Hike first, which was about Spearfinger. We did WJHC, which is about when I first moved to Tennessee and how I tried to get into radio. Um uh, the only job I could get was at a Southern Gospel radio station, and uh, how looking at all the Pentecostal hijinks and kick flips off the wall and people pretending to throw fireballs, it was like I was just like, what is happening? I, I just wanted a job in radio, and I was there's all this Gypsy Rose Lee stuff happening in the in the studios and stuff, and so we conflated that story about me in this universe. And we conflated it with the return of Christ uh, during Y2K, so it's kind of like a religious horror story uh, we did, and because uh, and then that's been reviewed very well. That got it was the highest rated horror movie, horror comedy of 2022, and we're pretty proud of that. And wow. and so we've got one coming out now called Camp Smokey, which is going to be the problem with WJHC is it's black and white, so it was hard to sell, mm-hmm. and we've reached a lot. A lot of people were kind of like. A lot of distributors were like, why is it black and white? Why is it black and And we were just like, not distributors, but actually services, streaming services and right. stuff. And, you know, I was like, you never heard of Schindler's List or Sin City or something? I mean, clerks, I mean, it, it, these things happen, you know. Um, but the real reason, and I'll tell you, you may get a kick out of this. The real reason we, sh- we made it go black and white, even though it was about the 90s, and we, it, it kind of has this clerks dialogue gimmick to it um it, it was really because we shot the thing and that place that we shot was so effing ugly the colors like the the colors are like this gray, rotting zombie flesh color and no matter what lights we used we couldn't make it look nice so the only the only way we made that radio station that we shot in look good was black and white that's the whole reason the whole movie's black and white because we were watching this shit going this looks terrible. We were putting all the LUTs on it, oh, we were like, yeah. you know, reading, and I was just like, "I can't make this thing not look like it's vomit-inducing." And yeah. so, a friend of my friend of mine from Colorado was like, "Just make it black and white. Make it a cool black and white movie." And I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." So uh, yeah, we did colors that colors
1: are uh, very. I mean, color grading colors and in, in, if it's gonna be a colored movie, it's gotta have it's gotta pop. It's gotta look interesting and stuff like that. So I, I definitely understand that what how frustrating that could be but black and white's a great decision too i think it's a creative it's a a lot of people like you said they they can be like why is it black and white or it's an interesting choice so let me watch why it's black and white. or you know it's a different aesthetic different feel
0: that's 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 right and the other thing too is when it's modern times or actually when you get to see heaven it's full color Mm. so from a religious aspect you know, that may be what we see in this realm, may be equivalent to black and white. And then if we go to another plane, we may be like, oh, my God, there's a new color called Bluffos floff or whatever. That's in between orange and blue. I never knew that existed. So anyway, it's um, we did that one. But the newest one is. But the problem with that is, is a lot of people didn't watch that one's not been a bit as big as a hit as the hike has been mm-hmm. for us as far as views, because it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, the it's a high concept. And to be honest, the hike, even though I'm still like this last week, I got four people. I don't know. It's like, I love the hike. It's one of my favorite movies. Nice. Um, well, it's also got lambasted <laughs> with the reviews and stuff. Cause when it came out, people thought it was a major motion picture and mm. didn't realize it was a low budget, Thing and now people are kind of getting hit to it, and they're like, oh, okay, this is what this is. I got you. Um, because when you make something in COVID, we were kind of in a vacuum, so when you post something out there, people thought, oh, Lionsgate probably made this or something because right. it did look good on the outside, and then when you get into it, you're like, oh, that's that's a low budget movie. <laughs> but uh, you yeah, know, the, the hike was kind of hard to take, it was like a Who Done It. there was a paranormal thing to it. it and so we learned right away, this is a good this is a great advice, I think, from our failures is audiences are pretty dumb. And you got to if you, as a filmmaker, you have to simplify your message. You don't want to water it down, but you need to figure out a vehicle for the message to be presented in that will be consumed happily mm-hmm. by a, a, an audience. And so you can be kind of this highbrow thing where you're like, oh, I'm just making movies that I like. And it's like, well, that's cool uh, for you, but you're really just kind of jerking off, really. It, literally, that's, that's a good analogy. You're yeah, just kinda, it is. <laughs> you're just kind of masturbating. If you want people to consume, now that's kind of disgusting to say consume, but uh, if you want people to watch it or, or get in the bed with you and, and, and rub your back, uh, you uh you want to you want to make it to where it's uh people want to get get into it you know yeah yeah no that makes total
1: sense to me i mean <clears throat> my th- my uh, motto has always been keep it simple you know in general like try to make it very entertaining but simple to digest and simple to execute as well uh, yeah. One of my uh, buddies, as of lately, has been telling me something I've been really enjoying though. Uh, when it comes to the audience watching your movies, and it can be a creative decision too, because based off like what you're trying to tell. But so if you either keep it simple, or what he likes to say is "fuck the audience" and just do you know go for something and let them try to figure it out at the same time, but in a presentable way. I think that can be a fun challenge as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean I, I'm glad I'm. It, it's it's really cool and encouraging to hear the success you were getting off of these movies being low budget, independent films and that you've kind of started this, uh, you know, like you said, the seven part series coming up, you know, and then kind of having that goal and story in mind. Now uh, you were mentioning camp Smokey, that one's coming out as well. Um, what What's,
0: what's that one all about? Well, that's um, in the first two movies, I was one of the lead actors and it's because I'm really good at improvising. Mm-hmm. However, I'm a terrible actor, I come off people are like, man, you are so good. I'm like, I'm me this, the characters in these movies so far, if you turn it on, it's just me sitting here going. So anyway, <laughs> uh, this guy came out and he had a really tiny penis. And he said, Well, you know, this, I do that every movie, this is how I present myself. So if I was supposed to be a gay, uh, French uh, ballerina man, I would be like, I can't do this job, dude, I can't. So the reason I can, or me and Luke decided to put myself as the lead in the first two, was because I'm good at one take jonesing it, bada boom, get out, next scene. And so you know, it's a low budget gimmick. It's just about getting people, all your all your friends and acquaintances and all the entertainers, getting them there getting them out the door, bada boom, but yet making it good and making sure it's you're getting quality content. So I was pretty good at that. And so now camp Smokey is Luke's kind of tone to take the, the, the rain. And it's a story he wrote, which I think is interesting. I think anybody that watches this movie is going to be, uh, consumed with the premise. I mean, it's a last man on earth gimmick, um, it's it's sort of like the book I Am Legend, not the movie. But it's it's uh, if, if anybody's ever read the book, it's much better than the movie. We hear that all the time. I think people are mainly pretentious when they say that. But literally, the book and I Am Legend, the movies missed the point. Omega Man and and it missed the point of the book. So it's it's a it's a it's kind of like that. It's a horror movie version of that. But it's also like a Castaway in a way. It's, it's about a, a child who was attending a special needs kind of camp, a camp for kids that had difficult pasts and maybe they were a little off or maybe they had behavior issues. The entire ta- uh, camp gets wiped out by demons and the kid escapes. He's kind of a big kid for his age and he's able to escape uh, his life. He kills a demon and is able to escape. And his only companion for decades is a talking or a, a teddy bear that he talks to that he thinks is a real uh person or something so uh you you get to see luke who's in his 40s talking to a teddy bear uh and his misadventures as he's trying to accomplish a mission and and dealing with loneliness and wanting to find love and and uh it's an interesting uh (laughs) it's an interesting story and i think the thing that you know this is our third feature so this one is tighter it starts off, I think our first two movies kind of they kind of meander in the beginning and kind of lay down a base. And that's another thing as a filmmaker. You're like, I want to create this universe, but how do I do it where it's entertaining to people who aren't necessarily fans of ours or friends of ours? How do I get them in? So this movie starts off, boom, pretty, pretty exciting in the beginning. And then there's a lot of humor in the beginning. But this one has a lot less humor than our other movies. Uh, there's still some funny parts, but... Uh, Luke wanted to make a straight horror movie. I said, we're too goofy to do straight horror. There's always going to be comedy. So comedy did creep in, but it's still, this is a, I think our kills look the best in this movie. I think it's a tighter movie cinematically. I think it's the prettiest movie and it's real tight. I'm I'm pretty proud of how it feels like, "Ah." like if you ever read the reviews of WJHC, they're like, God, this movie's funny. It's original. It's awesome. It's an hour and forty seven minutes. They probably mm-hmm. could have shaved about ten minutes off of that or whatever. And so a lot of people say that about the movie and it still gets good reviews. So I was like, okay. And I agree with that. I think we're now being trained as consumers with this with these streaming services now. You know, the superior way to tell a story used to be a movie. And now I think there's a case to be made where these mini series where you can take a book's worth of content instead of scraping all this stuff out to hit the major points, you can do a six to eight to 10 part mini series. So now we're getting trained that an hour sit down for an hour. So I think we're trying to get our movie times down to around an hour and 20 or something like that, where it's still feature film length, but yet it's, you're not sitting there looking at your watch, which I do all the time now in a movie theater. I don't care. I went to Oppenheimer and I was like, I don't get this. This is, this is like, you can't make scientists cool, man. That movie was terrible. And I know I like the science and all that stuff. I'm a kind of a science minded guy. And I was just like, oh, you know, the only cool parts of this movie is when there's a beautiful woman involved or, uh, or uh, Matt Damon was on the screen. But anyway, so the, the lesson is just try to shorten it. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of how this movie does a lot of things, but yet yeah, it's it's uh, it hits you right in the teeth. Pretty that's good a punch for sure. Yeah, because attention—that's another
1: thing, man. It's like the attention um, span of consumers now are so limited. I mean, that's why you've got your you know YouTube Shorts now, TikTok is such a huge thing, like Instagram Reels, like where it's just people are always scrolling, and if it doesn't hook you within that first second, it's like boom. You know, same thing with like movies, shorts, feature films. If it's not like gripping you and if it's going a little too long, then people will get bored easily. It's turn to the phone or whatever.
0: Um, but I, I used to have some shorts that grip me in a particular way, and I, we had to get rid of those. <laughs> a lot of sh- a lot of chafing, a lot of chafing. Good deal. Yeah. Um, But what I think is
1: fascinating on your approach is that you guys just dove right into the feature films. You know, like you said, like you understand why people would do a bunch of shorts and stuff like that first, which is the route I took. I'm kind of now leaning towards like hitting the feature film marks. Uh, My last one was 50 minutes. This next one should be about 60 to 70, and you know, the next one after that's planned to be 80 to 90. So we're kind of. I've been now. It's like I feel comfortable and confident enough to approach it that way. But it took me just a long time just to one gain that confidence, but to like just practice my craft enough and storytelling and production value and stuff like that to uh, to know I can pull that off. So your process of jumping right into the future films and you said you were learning quite a bit from your first one to the third one now, which you feel like is probably the best shown as far as like technicality goes and timing and stuff like that. But what has through all that, like your experience Uh, been like? What's your process kind of diving into that? Is it just kind of let's run and gun it and see what happens? Uh, You know, because I know it does take a lot of effort and energy just to even put like even your friends together in in the same room and, uh, you know, go for a scene. So what's been like?
0: We are um, masters of asset management. So you look around and you go, what do I have? Uh I have pretty women, so we need to get them involved. Uh, I know a lot of professional wrestlers, so professional wrestlers are terrific. And I was in an argument. I love these Facebook threads of, or these groups that are like low budget filmmaking and stuff. And these people always asking the worst and stupid questions. Like every day there's somebody going, how do I get funding for my movie? And it's just like, Hey, once you, once we figure that out, pal, we'll tell you. But, uh, um, the, uh, so you sit around, so you're like, okay, what is a pro wrestler good at? Pro wrestlers are good at one take lines because if they do promos they don't you can't say cut at a match so the guys even though if they're square or wooden or they do the whole i'm gonna get you they at least deliver everything in one line so if you give a pro wrestler a a set of lines he's going to nail it um, pretty much within one or two lines so that's an asset also they can fight and if you have stunts they can't get hurt easily so uh, if you get an actor who's kind of a weenie and he gets dust in his eye, he's going to, you know, he may sue your ass. So that's what we do. We sit there and we go, what do we have? So the first three movies were surrounded by God's paintbrush. I mean, we've gotten accolades and won awards for cinematography. All you do is hold a camera up there at a, at a sunset. Uh, you know, God does the rest or whatnot. You know, I mean, it's like a fight. So. We're surrounded by beautiful nature. We have beautiful female companions. Um, we have pro wrestlers, and Luke and I have a funny rapport. And even though we jumped in the movies, we did a lot with comedy sketches. We had a comedy sketch show. We did a paranormal TV show. We did a live sports show. So you you learn. But when you did a, when we started doing movies, you learned how shitty of an actor or shitty of an editor you really are um it's kind of like being a really good taxi driver and then when you go to nascar you realize you can't drive worth a flip (laughs) so it's kind of like i know how to get in the car and point it in the right direction and kind of go fast but i'm gonna i can't you know take the turns so doing the movie and having the pressure with no net of like this is going to be presented as a feature film that everybody in the world can say is dog shit if you did a bad job with um that hones the fear of reading bad reviews uh and 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 the fact you know that hones your skills and it sharpens you so like we were talking about earlier you don't you can't write a scene where dc 10 crashes into a a cathedral because there's no way to film that financially unless you're doing a comedy and you do the you know you 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 do like a 12 year old holding a a plane (laughs) crashing into a model you can't do that. So you have to come up with creative ways to skirt around and fill up time. And Luke and I uh, are enemies of brevity and we can talk for hours. So our movies, people like the reviewers are always like, God, you guys are so Kevin Smith oriented. And it's like we love Kevin Smith, especially this early stuff. But it's not like we're sitting there going, "Ooh, it's just we're from the 90s. This is how we talked sitting around. Uh, talking about crazy stories that we actually physically did because we weren't on our cell phones the whole time, so we actually experienced life, and and we were bored, and we caused some hijinks. So there were things to talk about, and uh, so that's kind of you know, uh, and and again, me and Luke have had unique lives of wrestlers and musicians and 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 all of these things. So I mean, we actually are. I don't think I'm very creative. I just now use a lot of um, personal stories of crazy because when people listen to my stories they're like did that really happen to you well hell i own a taxi cab company i've been a pro wrestler i toured the south for 12 years in a funk band i was a mentally uh, I, I worked with homeless people i worked with drug addicts i mean over my whole life i've been involved with uh, church and radio and 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 owning your own business and television i have seen so much I'm from baltimore and growing up in the streets there and a New York Jets fan. So I know how to cry. I mean, you just all of life now has built to this thing where I've got a crap ton of stories that I think are interesting. So the challenge for me now is like, am I funny? Or is this interesting? How can we make this more palatable for regular people? And uh, so I think that's, that's kind of the thing we did is we looked at, uh, to answer your question, we looked at the assets we have. Um, we realized what our weaknesses are, and we steer clear from those. And we try to just lean into what uh, has made us popular in other avenues and also what we think are strengths and uh, so yeah i think um you know i see like all the time people are all all the time on these like we were talking about the facebook gimmicks where it's like um people who are trying to get they're like where do you get your ideas to write a script mm-hmm. and it's like why are you wanting to make a movie if you have if you don't have any if you don't have a story inside of you to tell um So Luke and I and Luke is Luke is just tremendous with coming up with ideas, too. So um, he comes up with some great ideas and we just kind of shape them from there. So we're lucky to have about 80 something people in our stable of burlesque dancers and pro wrestlers and furries and drag queens, and comedians and magicians, any. Any pit fighters, whatever, anytime we need something, we've got. Oh, and now that we're in this horror comedy thing, we're now making friends who are great at uh, uh, makeup and effects, you know, genre effects and, and coming up with ideas to come up with really fun ways to kill people and <laughs> make make stuff happen on, on the fly for cheap. You know, so that that's good for us, too, because that was one of our weaknesses is killing people on screen. hmm. And we came up with some unique ways to do that. And I don't know if they were good or not, but we had fun coming up with them. For example, uh, our first movie is Spearfinger can manipulate nature. And we don't know anything about genre makeup and how you make somebody's head look like it explodes. So we're sitting there going, how can we How can we make it look like Spearfinger picks up a boulder and bashes this dude? Like does the force, picks it up and throws it at a guy. And uh, Luke was like, "We'll film it in reverse." So we got a guy. Uh, we had a little friend of ours with these. He's got these super traps. He's just a little. He actually was security for Obama and George W. Bush. Oh wow! It. And so, but he's got these little tiny traps. And we were like, "You want to be in a movie?" And uh, as a rib, this is just kind of what we do. We were like, "I need you to wear girls' underwear in this movie." <laughs> and he was like, "Why?" And i was like oh it's a long story so we have a we have a part of the movie where he stripped down he's wearing girls underwear and there's no narrative reason for that we just wanted to rip the guy and we love him and and he loves us too so anyway <laughs> that's so was funny good. just be
1: like that's ah, a long story there's no there's yeah. really no point.
0: It, <laughs> no no yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a very convoluted backstory that's with your funny. character nope he's just there but anyway he had the traps and he had a rock on his head like this and we were just like, go for it, you know, and, he, and he'd sling his head and shoot the rock out. And we reversed it where it's like, bam, you know, it looked like it cracked nice. his neck. And, and so, you know, it's B-movie effects and stuff. But, man, we were like, when we first did it, it was like, oh, man, you had the sound effect to it. Crack. Oh, man, it looks so cool. Mm. So, you know, it's a lot of fun doing this stuff, too, figuring out how to get shit done. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are a
1: great team, you and Luke, and uh, and have a good process and kind of just naturally, again, evolving as you go and figuring these things out. And, you know, I think it is great to pull from what you know, you know, your assets and people you know, resources that you have, uh, locations or people, talent, whatever that is, and stories. You know, I've, I've written things that I've based off of or in influenced or inspired by, you know real-life events or things i've heard or seen you know before and i think that and it sounds like you've just got a i mean with that kind of background and career you've got a plethora uh, amount of stuff you could just keep crunching out in different mediums and different content itself which is kind of uh uh knowing that you have this other movie coming out that you're starring in this uh rock and roll what's it called a rock and roll adventure van uh close in- of, yeah, you, you, you name the title, it's a long title, but you're going on like this cross country trip and doing all these wild things and seeing all these different characters. So, why don't you? Uh, is there something you can talk about with that?
0: Sure, it just released uh, yesterday on this network called oh, a AsyTV, TV, ASY TV, ASY TV, TV, and it's one of those subscription based networks. and The owner of the uh, network saw. W.J.H.C.A.M., which is the black and white movie we were talking about. And he thought he was like, that's the best comedy of the last 10 years. So he is a friend. He's become a better friend, but he was kind of an acquaintance mm-hmm. before. And and uh, he's become a pretty good friend now. But he liked the movie so much. He's like, I want to do this. And he, I got this idea. And he's a van life guy. So me and my wife um, got a van and we drove all over the United States. We went up to Chicago down through Texas, all the way out uh, to Arizona, up to Vegas, down to Los Angeles, and all the way back. And we filmed this damn thing in about two weeks. Wow. And then then he stayed here. He used our resources as far as our kind of stable of actors in East Tennessee. So, Candy Thompson, Travis Graves, Kirby Simon. You know, he, we filmed Luke here. Uh, the guy that played Bigfoot, Lance Adams, who's a comedian, uh, the magician, Danny Whitson, and just a A laundry list of actors and resources we had here, Um, and there's a there's a band in the movie called Hugs. There it is. Hugs, not drugs. drugs. I wore that to yeah, and that's from our second movie, WJHC. And so we're talking about stories. Um, There's a real life story because the this WJHC is kind of this religious, kind of sacrilegious, but kind of also sappy, sweet religious story. And the beginning of the movie is me and this job interview. And it's as awkward as the real interview when I was in my 20s getting a job at a Southern gospel radio station. So the ladies asked me all this stuff about Jesus. And I don't know nothing about Jesus. So I tell her this crazy story. But in the movie, this story is an actual real life story of my brother loved the band kiss. And so my sister's an artist and she paints this full life fresca six foot tall thing of kiss on the walls and uh my brother loves it and i couldn't believe my dad went for it my dad was one of those guys quit touching the damn walls you know he was an abusive kind of guy when it come to you know it, he's always worried about paint or something i'm not sure what the deal was um surprised he hasn't died of a heart attack he's uptight so i can't believe the fresco is on the wall here we go my brother likes rock and roll and then he um, gets in a car crash, listening to Faster Pussycat. And uh, he flips down a Tennessee mountain, barely comes out alive. And he's like, the devil made me crash my car. <laughs> and so he takes all of the, the the albums and everything, all the stuff, burns it in the backyard. And now he's a religious person. And uh, so he convinces my sister to paint over... Uh, the fresca of hugs with a fresca of the band Striper which is a Christian rock band from the 80s and so I'm in there watching like Gene Simmons getting erased and this guy named like Oz Fox you know put on there wearing the yellow and black and as a kid I was like this is really weird I took a lot of mental pictures of that story so that's kind of a story that I use in real life about religion and uh, in my job interview, and I still got the job, so I put that in the movie. But we couldn't use the band Kiss because Kiss is probably one of the most litigious entities on planet. So we came up with a band called Hugs, and we kind of lampooned them. And so the guy making this new movie, Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure, that's it. It's it's all about going to see a band called this band called Hugs in Los Angeles, and uh, they're back. And the whole movie, I'm my character's like. They didn't rip so in in this universe kiss and hugs uh simultaneously exist and hugs is viewed as the kind of the crappy knockoff of kiss in in this universe so uh we we end with a rock concert boy we're talking about see i was a musician too hello the fem robots are here thank you fem robot brought me some coffee all right we're up here up here on the mothership I uh, got a had to reprogram last podcast I did. She kept bringing me bacon. She was like short circuiting. I don't know what that was about. But anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, we got to you talk about resources. I'm on stage at the last scene of this movie. My drummer from my old band, Pimpin Ain't Easy, we got him to dress up as one of the Hugs characters and fainted. And then a guitar, uh, my guitar player or the bass player that was playing the Gene Simmons type character he's playing the bass but he was the guy that trained me in pro wrestling and it's that's the kind of cool thing about the how all this stuff kind of conflates and how you can kind of have all these experiences on stage and the filmmaker we couldn't find a lead singer that was going to work so the filmmaker is a musician himself so he was pretending to be the uh, guitar player the paul stanley type and and so it was really um it was really cool so we got to see the united states which is something i wanted to do and and uh and and film this and it was a dangerous uh, shoot and laborious and tiring and i suffered a lot of little injuries and because uh, i'm getting too old to do shit like this but it was a it was a catch your breath kind of film and the thing came out and the early indications are that it's very effing funny if you like 80s or 90s movies Uh, road trip movies, hard luck movies, a lot of bad stuff happens to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, yeah, a lot of people, I've gotten a couple messages going, man, I apologize. I didn't realize all that stuff. You went through all that. And I was like, well, first of all, a lot of it was acting. It didn't really happen, but there was, there was a, you know, rolling, rolling around in the desert and getting cactus little needles and stuff in your skin, trying to act like you're uh, high on acid and stuff like that. I mean, People don't realize sometimes acting is 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 a lot tougher than that people think yeah especially on low, low low budget end
1: yeah absolutely it's like you're really trying to sell it and so let's do it you know um yeah that's uh that's so ambitious man i think that's so cool um i'm, I'm happy to hear the movie is out now so i'll i can put a link in the description for anyone who wants to maybe check that out um cool. yeah you know yeah, it's it's very fascinating with everything that you've been talking about and, and whatnot. But one of, the theme, one of the themes I've been kind of coming up with uh, with some recent guests and myself is kind of like why we do all this kind of stuff. So, you know, is that is there what's your take on, you know, being creative? Because like you mentioned, like, you know, you, you hurt yourself, you put yourself out there, you're getting older, you know, things are tough. It's hard to do. It's a lot of time. <laughs> you know, things like that. But I feel the same way on a lot of that stuff as far as resources, time goes, you know, uh, the stress that comes with it, you know, and it, as much fun as it is and as much as I love it and I will continue to do it, it's kind of like, why do we do this? And why is it uh, like, yeah, what's your kind of perspective on, you know, being a filmmaker or an actor or, you know, content creator and, and just doing this artistic life that you have?
0: I, I have no choice. Uh, I think a lot of people... I'm Gen X. So a lot of people are going to not understand this if they watch this um, and they're younger because we live in a. I have to entertain because that's who I am. I'm not doing it to become famous. I'm not doing it to get links and, or excuse me, I see, I sound like a fucking old guy already. I'm not doing it to get likes or, or whatever, or uh, be retweeted or whatever. It's in my DNA. And and um, I've done stand up comedy, I did radio, I did music. Um, and I've always been I did pro wrestling, still pro wrestling, and acting. And the thing that fulfills me is telling stories, I figured out it took me this long to, to realize I want to tell stories of things that I've experienced. And I want to force you to sit there and get invested and see where my crazy brain goes. Mm -hmm. And I get off on that. Not, you know, not gross wise, but I, I enjoy the thought of for two hours or an hour and a half, you've sat down and consumed something that, that I put out into the ether and now you can talk about it and be like, that was weird. That was crazy. And and we've seen uh, very different re- responses. I mean, we have a small group, very small, but a small group of people who are like, we could literally crap in a bowl on television. And they'd just be like, we love this, you know, and I think there's some people who think we're smarter than we really are. Like, if I read the reviews of the movies, they go in these long things about how we're so high minded and we're trying to, you know, take down corporate uh, uh, filmmaking or something. And I'm like, dude, I just wanted to tell a penis joke. You know, I don't I'm not trying to take down the the MGM or nothing. But anyway, um, uh, so I I just there's no there's nothing else like what's crazy. And I know I just delivered Camp Smokey last week, the movie that I was in a van for two weeks and helped film for two months after that. Just dropped. I didn't have to edit that. That was not our production. I would never name the movie Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure. I think the name's too long, but it's a great movie. Watch it anyway. I he was calling going to call it Get to the Whiskey because the last place we go is the Whiskey of Go-Go in Los Angeles, and I love that name, but uh, he decided to go against it. But anyway, um, which is his right, he's the filmmaker. But um, you know, so at the end of the day, all this got done, and I felt like it would feel like a sexual release. You know what I mean? Like all this energy, stress, editing, this, that, and the other. And I was just like, it's over. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Afterglow. And i have been sitting for about two days, two or three days in my house, like looking at the wall. And, it's, and I've got to play the bad thing about being a filmmaker. And you know this too. Now I've got to be ringmaster. Acted, directed, location scout. Film the damn thing, light the damn thing, edit the damn thing, get the score of the damn thing, work on effing audio for six weeks. Did I, did you hear that? That sounded like somebody's penis brushed up against the microphone. I gotta figure okay, and then I'd get it done and then edit it and then I listen to it again. Well shit, what the fuck is that now? And I have to go back and read it and all of that. And then there's this vacuum. And now we're in ringmaster mode where I got to be going out, and going, "Hey everybody, I got something else for you to watch," and then, and, and got to figure out how to be creative and fun and stuff like that. And now, between the moments of doing podcasts or talking to people about the movie, I'm just sitting here going, "God, what is next?" I mean, it is, it is like eating food. There's a there's an emptiness inside, and I gotta I gotta fill it. So it, it's probably a mental disorder to answer your question in short.
1: Well, I totally relate to it, man. I mean, it, it really is. It's just one of these things where I, I, I've i realized that I have no choice. Like you said, I, I need to do it. It's it's kind of just part of like who I am to, to be a storyteller, to be a creative person, to have something that I feel like fulfills me because I've never been that guy, kind of guy who you know, I want to grow up and be a lawyer or a doctor, you know, like I have this kind of big job or whatever like it's always like i was always unsure of what to do and then when i started really making art it was like oh yeah this is this is the essence of who i am like this is something that you know like you said when it's done and over with you might have like that day or two where it's kind of like ah, but then you just kind of automatically start ticking on ah, i'm kind of itching what's next what am i doing you know i I've, I've had all these other ideas and it's like i can't sit still i'm always thinking you know i'm always kind of wanting to pursue something you know that's why i got my hands in so many different creative elements that way it's like if i can't do a film this month you know if it's a couple months down the road i've got other projects i can you know work on in between just because it makes me feel good it makes me who i am so yeah i think uh that's a definitely the artists the people the creative people can relate to that feeling and then you know, a lot of other people just think we're fucking crazy so <laughs> it's like
0: well, it doesn't make sense now um, because economically, it's 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 not uh, it's been a loss so far. So th- there's signs that that may turn around for us, uh, but still, um, it would take years at this rate to start seeing the return, especially of the volunteer time and mm-hmm. and it's you know the other thing too. It's social for me. If I don't, I'm not a I'm not a noodle salad by the by the by the lake guy you know i need to have my friends are the people that cr- help me create crazy shit and um we talk on the phone what do you think about this what if her finger actually came out of her vagina and then what that's that's stupid well shut shut fuck you i mean so i mean like that's my friendships you know or like driving off to go to south carolina or arkansas or you know uh pennsylvania or ohio to film stuff with my friends i mean this is this is what makes me alive so um and that's socially how i connect and so i don't know i'm just not the kind of basketball barbecue guy that's just like well have you seen the uh election results and and guatemala and i just don't i'm not good at that shit so i want to make crazy stuff
1: yeah hey, i hear you well said um yeah, I, I could definitely relate to a lot of that. Uh, all right, man. Well, this is a, this has been a great conversation. I'm, I'm really excited to see, uh, your, uh, to have seen the journey so far that I've witnessed as far as your films go, but to, to know what's coming down the pipeline, which is very exciting. Um, so to, to leave off, is there any other last words of wisdom we can pass on or what you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? All that good stuff.
0: Well, sure. Um, you can always go to BigInFunkyProductions.com, and we also have a YouTube page, and the YouTube page is pretty crazy, but it, it typically has a lot of the trailers and behind-the-scenes stuff of what we're doing, and a lot of people enjoy that. We also have like video game reviews and me doing long pool runs where I'm like, hey, we do music, hey, we do pro wrestling clips, comedy. We do a lot of comedy uh, sketches and stuff and the paranormal stuff. It's a pretty convoluted place on the inter- interweb, the YouTube. But if you're interested in the movie stuff, which is what we've been mainly doing the last couple of years, um, it's normally near the top, you know, and, and you go to Big and Funky Productions, the YouTube uh, channel or uh big and funky productions uh the website.com big and funky productions and that'll tell you pretty much what's going on the easiest thing to do is probably just follow me on facebook because i'm posting something every day it takes me about six weeks to get the uh, wherewithal to update the website but um, um yeah that's you know we're doing um we're very lucky to be in the road comedy so check out Vinny's fantastic rock and roll adventure on a side tv it will in the next few months be on uh, a lot of different streamers. I checked last night; the hike and WJHCAM are now uh, on more platforms. I was really there's all sorts of new channels like Real Veal and uh, what is it, Family Fun Time TV or something like. That. I mean, there's a bunch of weird little streamers now carrying the stuff, so uh, you can. You can check it out. And Camp Smokey is going to be out by Halloween. Oh, and one more thing. October 13th in Knoxville at the Chatterbox Bar, there's going to be a double feature night. It's only going to be $5. There's going to be like taco trucks and ice cream vendors and comedians and music and magicians and stuff like that. But they're going to do a double feature of the Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure where we shot the final scene for that film the rock band scene at the Chatterbox bar down there in South Knoxville. Uh, and then also after that, they're going to roast me, I think, because that's going to be awkward. Right. And then uh, that was not my idea. I don't want to be roasted. I don't like it. I'm from up North. I don't like being insulted. So that, there may be a fist fight. Uh, and then they're going to show camp Smokey after that, which is our new movie. So should be a fun night if, if people pull their punches on insulting, uh, you know, how my bald spots getting worse or something. So. Uh, but that—that's what's coming up, and and um, and also, uh, what do you have, man? I, you know, I, I'm interested in strange films too. What do you got coming down the pike? Oh, uh,
1: this, these, uh, these podcasts are for the uh, the creators i should like to showcase. But we, um, but you know, I mean, strange films. We're we're always working on something. We got. We're actually. Uh, I'm about as of today. Next week, I'm going up to Philadelphia to shoot the last half of the Gifted movie that we started with Ginger Lynn Allen um, back in May. And then we're going uh, – when we get back in Knoxville – What's that uh, one
0: called? What's that one called? called The Gifted. The Gifted. The Gifted. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, you got like a priest thing, right? Is that the, is yep. that the image? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Line <laughs>
1: plays the priest. Uh, Ginger Lynn Allen plays Barbara, the main character. We got Jennifer Pearl, who I worked with on He Comes to Kill. She's in that as well. So we're uh, – it's like a supernatural horror, a little bit of religious ties to it, but nothing – it's just more like uh, – yeah, she – she's retelling stories about a lot of her sins, confessing her sins. So it's got a, so we're going up to Philly to shoot the last, the first two stories of the movie. Cause we've already shot the third and the opening and middle and ending. Uh, someone's playing my record player upstairs. I'm not sure if anyone hears it here, but either way, um, got that. And we come back, we're actually going to be starting production on a web series called the night seekers here in Knoxville. So that's more like really inspired influenced by like, Uh, Sons of Anarchy, The Warriors, The Outsiders, kind of stuff like that. So a lot more like a drama action kind of stuff. Um, But that's what we got going on. Of course, I stay busy with podcasts and I've got some other stuff I'm kind of working on that will either be uh, filmed late this year or next year.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yes. This is something that we're talking filmmaker to filmmaker here. How do you... Now, horror is the easiest to do because you can actually make a decent... Horror movie, low budget. Mm -hmm. The other genres, and we're talking science fiction, almost impossible unless you're doing like a dystopian, like somebody on Venus by themselves kind of thing. Comedy, very tough, very tough because it's all about timing and it's hard to edit low budget and make funny because normally when I go to these festivals and stuff and I see funny, it's just... Goofy, Like people are being goofy. They're not really being funny. They're always like, I can't believe it. I love drugs. And you're just like, that's not funny. That's just somebody being. But I think the hardest low budget genre is drama. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like, even though you can pull off drama low budget, if you don't have a big star, how do you get people to give a crap? Because you could make a low budget movie about somebody dying of cancer. No problem. But the problem to me is like, you want to see Jennifer Lawrence talking to like Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel Jackson about it. You don't want to see a bunch of people that you don't recognize. How do you, how are you going to be able to, to tackle that and, and knock that out? Do you think like you're doing a Sons of Anarchy? So there's going to be some action. Yeah. But it's, but it's a drama thing too. So how, how are you going to be able to lick that? I'm just curious. When you yeah. Um, yeah, good question.
1: I mean, because I've done one drama film before a few years ago, and it, it turned out really well. We got some I got some really good praise from it. But I pulled a lot of like emotional baggage on that one. You know, there was it was more like stuff that came from me. So I felt like I naturally knew how to ride it. And i was just lucky enough that had great talent to kind of portray that and and i shot it in black and white in the present and then the past was color so kind of blending those two elements were was interesting for the viewer i think um but then for but for this one we're really really leaning in on characters it's really a lot about character development so it's the reason why we're doing a web series also is kind of what you mentioned beforehand so it's like instead of doing like one long epic piece trying to break it down to 30, 40 minute segments across six episodes is I think a challenge, but it's also gives me an opportunity to create a narrative that's going to show a lot of depth and bring these characters and uh, allow you to see a lot of what they've got going on and why and how that impacts the world and what's the world, how the world impacts them. So really, we've been workshopping characters for the last three, four months and just diving into like the backstory, the future, what's going on in the story and everything like that. So I think a lot of that is going to trust on the talent with the characters um, and showing the conflict between these these group of guys and gals and showing that there's like there's emotion involved behind that as well. So, you know, like, for example, uh, we have a father son dynamic, you know, relationship in this series that kicks off. But it's a really toxic relationship. You know, like the father is trying to get the son to take his place at some point, but the son doesn't want anything to do with that. So what's the father's answer? Well, I'll disown you. So it's kind of one of those really tough conversations and I think can be relatable, uh, not necessarily just that situation itself, but other characters who are dealing with stuff like that. And, you know, when trust is being broken or when there's emotions being involved or anger is being placed on someone, I think I, hopefully the goal is to feel that can be relatable or that you can see that happening in real life. But you're also kind of juggling a def, bunch of different colorful characters in this bizarre kind of situation of the world. So I think it's, it's just a combination of that and really understanding the characters behind it and the the dialogue that is being spoken. And hopefully the, that will be very engaging itself. So yeah, that's
0: very, it, it's, it's tough. You have to be brave because there's a lot of, you can, you can forgive a lot of stuff in the, comedy horror genre Mm -hmm. like if if somebody leaves us we're supposed to be doing a scene and we're burning a witch in salem and there's a subway cup you can laugh at that and be like oh that's funny even though it kind of is shit and ruins the scene but it's still not going to destroy but if you something like that happens in a drama can really it's just i feel like with dramas it's just a it's harder it's a harder um so it's, a, it's a more uh, di- it's a more difficult, uh, higher difficulty level. For sure. Um, and I mean,
1: it's kind of like what you said earlier when you're like at film festivals and you're watching comedies and stuff. And it's just like all like goofy stuff, you know? Like I, I go to film festivals and I watch, I, I, and no matter what's playing, I kind of really observe what's going on. So dramas are actually one of the worst things I hate to watch at film festivals because a lot of it's just two fucking people sitting there and it's like, ah, you know, da-da-da. And it's just like, it's just, really so melodramatic
0: so melodramatic yeah,
1: really boring back and forth of just yeah. like nothing going on but so i i i hate that i'm not you know like i i mean i'm congratulations to anybody who can make a film of course and and who if that's their bag okay but for me it's it is like i need excitement in the air i need my camera movements are unorthodox you know like i shoot raw you know like like I'll do the Dutch angles. I'll I'll, you know, I'll do long takes like I so my my like, I guess vision is much more I need the excitement. I need something to be like popping on screen or I need a character to do a complete 180 in the middle of the dramatic moment just so we can see and feel something. And as the audience member to make it that much more engaging, you know, I don't want it to just Mm -hmm. be too three people sitting around talking like that, you know, that the chances are if that scene starts off, something batshit's going to happen within the first minute or two. So uh, yeah, like I, I I just, I I think I do have a good natural uh, way to think about that stuff far ahead and also think about as far as like what I like to watch. So, which helps me with that trying trying to build that world and that drama behind it but it is a tough it's going to be a challenge for sure i'm going to be i'm really curious to see how it plays out but i have a lot of confidence going into it just because i feel like we've been working pretty hard behind the scenes on it we're actually having our uh, production meeting and shooting a teaser trailer this uh this friday if all goes according to plan um but yeah so it'll be it'll be cool
0: i'm pulling for you and please when you start pooping these nuggets of awesomeness out into the universe tag me in them Cause I'd like to, I'd like to, cause it, 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 it's something I, to be honest, it's something that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, if I ever decided to do drama, it, I haven't seen a lot of success. You know, mm-hmm. I just went to a comedy festival and this is, I don't want to insult anybody cause people probably saw me there. I don't want to insult anybody. I had my own project in it and I will recognize my own project sucked, mm-hmm. but we were, I was in a group of people all day laughing, tears down the face we're driving to the event, and I said, there's a great chance that when we go to this comedy festival, when we leave, we'll all be in bad moods. Mm. And I swear to God, we left, and everybody was like, I feel awful. <laughs> 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 and 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 it's not trying to put anybody down. It's just, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard, you know, and you got to applaud, and I know you know this, it's like being in a band. Even if the band sucks, the fact that the guys got together, came up with material, drove to the show, promoted themselves. It deserves some sort of monochasm of, of applause. Oh, yeah. And and people creating things need to be praised. And like, hey, good job. Good try. You know, keep keep at it. Maybe something's good going to come out of this. But like, man, it's it's tough, guys. It's, it's tough out there. And I'm not saying my stuff is effing great or anything like that. It's, it's far from it. And we're learning every film. There's things... I go back and watch some of the stuff and I'm just like, what did we do that for? Yeah, and it's all about a matriation process. And uh, but yeah, it's it's scary and it's challenging. And, and I can't wait. Uh, I wish you a lot of success with that, because that's always that's what we've always talked about. Was like, I think drama is the toughest one, even though acting. I think drama is the easiest because I just got to go, she's got stage four cancer. And then the music. <laughs> I mean, it's not tough. Right, Being funny right. is hard.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and you know, and, and best of luck with everything you want to do as well, because it is, and, and it is tough um, to put ourselves out there like that and try new things. Like I'm still learning with everything I'm doing. You know, I mean, even like this last, the gifted shoot. Like I, I love what we got, but I still watch. I'm I'm editing the footage right now of the last scenes we did, and I'm like, uh, I should have done it that way i should have followed my instinct a little bit more on this you know this particular part here this and that so there's always like things i'm going to be always you know being critical about myself uh learn and, and but for me to try to put new content out there because i don't want to always just do horror films i love horror i, I think it's a great place to be in the community is amazing but i do love comedy i do love drama i do love action and i and uh music videos and documentaries and stuff like that and i've got a little bit of experience in all those genres but i want to continue pushing those boundaries itself and those other genres as well i want to keep trying new things and some are going to work out great and some i know will probably be more of a learning experience so it's just one of those things as an artist i feel like i have to do that uh but it it can be a tough bag tough balance and you know we just we're just going to go for
0: it man i like i watched um they come to kill, right? Is that the name? He of comes
1: it? to kill. Mm-hmm. He
0: comes to kill. I'm yeah. so sorry I screwed it up. Good. I loved how you you lighted a lot of that. That's uh, we kind of did that uh, same style, and I, it's very cartoony, and and uh, and and I, I dug how you shot that. So I appreciate it. Thank You You guys, um, you know, it's funny. People come up to me and they're like, "Um, you guys are like they're talking to me, and they're like, like, you guys in strange films.'" are the only people around here doing real things. Everybody else is like spending three years to make a short four minute movie or whatever. And I'm just like, I appreciate that. So I always hear people saying nice things about you. So, uh, and people that have worked on your productions and stuff. So people have said nice things about you.
1: That's very, uh, that's very cool. I appreciate it, man. Maybe we can do a collaboration together at some point and, uh, talk some ideas out, you know, and, Bring those two yeah, we'll, together. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll come up with something crazy, man. Yeah. We'll, knock them on, we'll knock them on their ass. I
1: love it, dude. I love it. Uh, Vinny, man, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, looking forward to seeing uh, all the stuff you got coming out. I'm going to try to make that October 13th event there and see if I can help, uh, show some support. I'll put links in the description uh, for, you know, check out your work and your YouTube channel and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it'll be
0: great. It'll be a great networking tool for you because yeah, there's man. a lot of actors and they're asset management we need a comedian we need a furry we need a drag queen we need somebody pick up a bus and throw it across the street all those types of people will be there love it love it the furry that's the one i've been missing for a while
1: now (laughs) (laughs) all right vinny i appreciate it man and uh we'll we'll talk soon again and uh keep up the good work you too brother keep fighting good fight i appreciate it man with that said everybody we will see you guys next time